It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett, and with me, as per usual, we bring you Aaron Cheddar Talk, Flottam. Hey, John, what's going on, man? Uh, so, a weird weekend. It, it was um, a weekend for heart attacks uh, across all Wisconsin sports. It was like uh, volleyball, like the, uh, football yeah. in two different I, ways. I was going to say, it was even close for volleyball. That's crazy, because those... That was, those girls just want those girls just want ass all that the time. Was so like they usually loss. win like what twenty five to ten. Yeah, like fifteen yeah. or eighteen. They had them fourth and fifth sets. They had them exactly where they wanted them, and Nebraska went on great runs just to finish. I mean, finish both those sets. So yeah, that was rough, and we'll talk about that all later. But first off, let's remind you that you can find us on all the different social media sites. You can find me at Scotty uh, Johnny Pod, or that's the show itself. Us at uh, on the X Twitter or Twitter X or whatever you want to say. Uh, X Twitter. You can also find this show on Mastodon at Scotty Johnny Pod. And then you can find me at Not So Humble Host on X Twitter. You can find me at Scotty Johnny on Mastodon and at J.E. Barnett on Blue Sky. So, Aaron, where do people find you? I'm just going to give Twitter. You can find me at uh, Scotty Johnny. Uh, I will update everybody on blue sky once i'm more established so that cheddar um, talk yeah I mean, at cheddar talk no, I mean. oh, what did i say it's scotty johnny you're just trying to steal my stuff <laughs> Sorry, <no. laughs> uh yeah at cheddar talk at cheddar talk you can find me like cheddar that you eat uh talk like what comes out of your mouth and yeah a blue sky uh apple bottom bottom account that you that you might find but anyhow so yes but uh yeah Lots of big news too, and uh, let's not forget about Giannis. There's a big deal there we got to talk about. There is. So since we've got a bunch to go over, let's start everything off in the segment of our show that we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. All right, so main event is Packers, and I guess I mean this was a weird game, only in that it is exactly like the last three games before it as well. Packers don't score in the first half. Uh, I don't like there's something to that at this point. When you have four straight games, we have one field goal over the last four first halves. All right. So that means, you know, that's eight full quarters of football, all of them first halves. Like the second halves, the Packer offense moves. It can it can get up and down. I was surprised to see. And Aaron, you kind of point some of this out and they pointed out in the broadcast. Uh, Packers actually have one of the highest like deep ball target rates in in the NFL the average uh air you know basically the the distance downfield that the the target is is 9.9 coming in um mm-hmm. i think a lot of that is they definitely do throw that deep ball frequently which is not a thing that jordan love can do really well at this point it makes it makes you makes you wonder if it was a, a rogers thing cuz we always used to think that rogers was always just airing it out and being aaron rodgers and just going off script it's, or was he being told to do it by LaFleur? I don't know. Seems like, like it was now, a plan. I'm, yeah. now, now I'm, now I'm questioning everything. And yeah. LaFleur even said during the post game that he's losing his mind. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's <laughs> the thing he did too. If you didn't know that. Yeah. So he took a but, very long time to come out of the locker room after this game. Uh, I'd be very interested to hear what went he on. He took a very game. long time to move after that last interception, by the way. Did you see that? He said they're like a statue for like two and a half minutes straight. Yeah, uh, Andy Herman had a very good breakdown. If you go to Twitter and follow Andy Herman, our buddy Andy Herman, NFL, uh, he's, he had a very good breakdown of that ball needs to be another 10 yards downfield if you're throwing it. He doesn't drive his legs into his deep balls, which causes them to loft. Uh, one of the things, if you watch uh, football throws and you notice they're always high, it's because usually, usually it's a mechanics issue where you're not striding into your throw. And uh, he's stepping, he's stepping up properly, but his, you know, it's but he doesn't not, take it a good drive foot. Stepping, stepping into, I right. mean, yeah. the touchdown pass that uh, Romeo Dobbs caught, where he had to fight it out of the other dude's hands, that should have been an easy seven. It should have been way out yeah, to the other that, side. He could, he he threw that ball about ten yards short. 
Both touchdowns you know, were bad he passes. Thrown the, he could have thrown it to the back corner, and Romeo Dobbs would have had no problem getting both feet in bounds. Correct. But yeah, it was wildly underthrown. The second touchdown throw that skipped off Dobbs' hands, that was just a weird play where he had to drop down sidearm to get around a dude who was jumping at him. So it, that was that was a yeah. crazy play. So like everything's out of you know you can't you can't take or leave anything from that except for uh, the ball should have come out earlier. Reed, yeah. Except for yeah, it should have came out earlier, and Reed's got great reaction time. So, yeah, that but, was good. But yeah, no, they're I mean, both they are chucking teams. the ball deep. It's it's weird. Like, but I'd almost man, wish they not... don't. The uh, average right. depth of target should probably stay lower on this team. Is what it seems like. I I think like looking at this game, I watched what what Sean Payton, who nobody likes him, and he has no friends, and he definitely sat by himself at the lunchroom table in high school and middle school and anywhere else, and probably still. Like other coaches are probably on his own staff, don't want to sit by him, kind of thing. So he probably sits with him, the punter. Him, but, him and Wilson are the two most hateable, uh, or the most hateable coach quarterback combo. Combo, definitely. Uh, but what he did with Wilson, which was let's run effectively between the tackles, let's get a good play action game. I mean, effectively between the tackles, because we keep trying to act like AJ Dillon can run outside. And he had two that he made kind of work. But that is not what he does. That's not his big thing. But the other thing is, like, he, he got him into short, makeable passes, which in part also works because we play such a soft off coverage that that it was very easy to complete those passes. But, man, we don't throw the slants. We don't, we don't do that little hitch there. We do a lot of outs. We do a lot of plays behind the line of scrimmage, which are strange. I mean, the one to Dobbs worked really well. Uh, we are... Probably the team, I would like to say, in terms of how many times we run the screen versus how many times it is an effective screen, uh, we are in the, whatever the worst version of that ratio looks like. Yeah, is this us. is not this is not the Holmgren screen era. Right. I mean, my God. like A well-done this screen. Isn't, this, this isn't William Henderson catching a screen out the backside and then hurtling over somebody. It's, it's not that at all. I mean... The timing's off. The linemen aren't getting there. They're not blocking. Even the Sherman screen arrow was bigger than better than this. (laughs) A very a good screen is a great thing, and we don't have Mm -hmm. a good screen. We do not run good screens. Mm -hmm. The one to Dobbs was fantastic. Uh, Tom came out there and just buried a guy. Uh, The wide receiver got the good block in the corner there. Dobbs is able to then cut kind of back behind both of those and pick up a, a good first down. That was a really great play, and run very well. But uh, we tend to and, be and, bad at screens. And even a non-planned screen, which was the, uh, you know, which is more of a dump off or a check down. <laughs> but like the one that went to A.J. Dillon late in the game, um, that wasn't really a screen. But I mean, anything where, you know, all the D linemen are downfield and in the backfield or sorry, in the backfield and you're throwing mm-hmm. over top of them. You know, A.J. Dillon caught that one rumbled. I would I would argue that Dillon maybe had one of the better games he's had in a long time. Um, it was better than a lot of things. Yeah, he did all right. Uh, yeah, I mean, not he great, did fine. but okay. Yeah, yeah, he did. At times, he actually looked good. Yeah, you know, so um, which is better than most of the last two years. It was a serviceable um, RB two, and we had our so, RB one. He just we had trouble getting him going in this game. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he's still he's still injured too. I mean, yeah, that, he's coming back. He was he Jones was out there when he shouldn't have been and you know it was because he was trying to get everyone going so it's yeah he i, I think that was a very selfless move by jones knowing well, that with all the other i don't know veterans the, out with, that. with the packers I, I i doubt ever that they they just put a guy out there because they're they're hoping that that is the most no, conservative no, medical no. staff he was ready to play or they were not putting him out there no no i know that john but i'm just yeah, saying okay. like but i mean there's a there's a level of what the player sets that can influence what they they do you know, if he says I'm fine, yeah. you know, especially since his hamstring, I guess. Which I mean, yeah. it's it's not like Watson who you know steps on a leaf and turns his knee over. Well, um, he got led into being smacked <laughs> and driven his knee into the ground on a bad throw. That's the other problem I'm having so far. Love needs to work on ball placement desperately. Uh, mm-hmm. Like we said, his two throws that were touchdowns were not good throws. Were in bad places. And we're lucky mm-hmm. because wide receiver saved him uh, at this point because they have definitely let him down at several points during this season. But they definitely came up big for him in this game. Uh, the other thing is the yeah that that throw. This, he's done a lot of these. We, we keep saying as I'm on the Acme packing slack. 
um, the hospital balls, just leading guys right into horrible hits. And that one, he let him backwards to the ground into a safety who was hitting him from above and drove his knee into the ground. So, but for that throw, <laughs> it's like he's fine. So we'll see where he is on that. Sorry, not to take away from this danged if you do, danged if you don't situation though, because he threw uh, he threw a one to Musgrave that actually saved Musgrave, but then the dude took his head off, right, and got ejected from the game. Musgrave, so, like tri- no, he he actually yeah. threw that ball to save Musgrave's butt, and then dude, I don't even remember that guy's name got ejected, but yeah, just yeah. got tossed for one of the most un- dude didn't even have to hit him; he could have just let him fall to the ground. Like Musgrave wasn't going to run. And then Musgrave missed the rest of the game, which we'll give you the They're saying was a toe. Get, get ankle. another ankle. Get another injury. Yeah. Yeah. Quite honestly, though, coming into this game, our offense was as healthy as it's been. We were missing Bakhtiari. Uh, all the injuries have been on defense for the most part at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. And we'll say Jones not 100%, yeah, but healthy enough to play into, and had bunch Coming into the game, yes. Yeah, and yeah, then Watson late, but how do we have this guy? And we don't design enough to find ways to get Watson the ball. He is the most athletic electric player out there, and we're throwing him little hitches every now and then. Like, just find a well, way I mean, to get him involved. It's, it's it's getting hard to watch this team not do anything creative with the the sort of speed that they have everywhere at this point. Well, ob- obviously Jones got hurt because he didn't come back in the game. And they were heavy on uh, AJ, and then Musgrave got hurt as well. So now you're down your number one tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, then um, Zach Tom had to move into center. Yeah, these are all fourth and, quarter. And, and yeah, you know. and like I'm talking like in game, like it's like, but the, but the thing is like it's just it's such a thin line between what they roll out there, and like they were talking about on TMJ today. Um, Matzik was on there uh, along with Wildy, and they were talking about the fact that, you know, how young this wide receiving tight end core is. And, mm-hmm. Like, they're still trying to research as is it the youngest in the Super Bowl era? And to this point, they can't find a team with a younger group. So, you know, like a- a- any kind of just any, any kind of in game injury is going to, you can't. Like, the, 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 it's just so razor thin. Like, for them to be good or not and it's like they're, they're not going to be a good team with what is being rolled out there right now like I but mean, to be fair it's... again none of these happen to the fourth quarter so i mean like this is the whole first half of everybody healthy and everybody doing the best they can and it's the injured defense that looked better than, mm-hmm. than the offense and, and yet yeah, you're right and we've been saying this like it is a super young team i don't think we can judge a lot of this team and i don't think you can really judge lafleur just yet and I don't think it's fair to judge Love after until he's gotten through a full season. Uh, I, I think you can definitely point out a lot of things, though. He has not been accurate. Uh, he's late on throws. He doesn't have that timing down, even though it's the only offense he's played in as a pro, and he's in his fourth season. Uh, he doesn't have the game speed, so some of the, the reads and the timing I get to a certain extent because he, he needs more time in in game to do it. And you need mm-hmm. to continue to show that kind of faith in a guy like this. Um, he's not getting hit, which I think is the best part for his possible progression at this point going forward because he's not getting a David Carr or Tim Couch sort of reality where you take a guy with good arm, good good mobility, and then you just let him get smashed for three years and then see if he wants to keep playing. That's not what they're getting. But what they're getting at this point is his accuracy, which is a hard thing to try to change a lot, because um, he was not accurate in, in college. Uh, Badger Noonan has pointed this out repeatedly. He was not particularly accurate in college and then got less accurate as he played his second full season. Like he, His numbers actually got worse junior to senior year, which is one of the reasons he didn't move up into the one of those top 15 picks and why most people had him second round. Um, and why you and I said you should draft – Jalen Hurts instead, which we could have done and didn't do. Well, that is, that is, that is true as well. You and I called that draft day um, because, uh, well, in our draft preview stuff, we said that, and like, yeah, that would. Well, have we been... also said we also said for the benefit of the human being, good thing J- Jalen Hurts did not get drafted by the Packers, otherwise he would have just started this year and would not have been in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, so. for him, that's good. But I don't. Yeah, I, I, that's what I, that's what I'm saying. For him, it's it's good. For us, suck. 
Yeah. But I care more about me. <laughs> I mean, we would have been better taking uh, Brock Purdy, apparently. Um, no, I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm not ready to give up on him yet. It, he seems to be making the right decisions just with the wrong application. Does that make sense? Like, right. Like I mean, the placement there, on the a, decision would be better. If he could put the ball in the right spot with the same throw, same idea. Yeah. Right. So, and he tucks the ball well and runs when he needs to. Um, I'm not ready to give up yet. No. I don't think I'm anybody far should. From it. I, I, I don't think the putting Clifford, that's that's the stupidest thing you could it's ever a say. Terrible idea. Um, yeah, because I mean, if you think it looks bad with love. Um, Clifford's also but, older uh, than love. But, you know, like. True story. True story. But, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's, it's rough. And, you know, and you do say that, like, he's been working in the system for four years. Um, I know Aaron Rodgers blows a lot of smoke all the time, but Aaron Rodgers, who knows what good looks like, has always spoke well of love. You've seen it at times. So the flashes are there. I think the questioning and everything else like that. And, you know, you say he's been in there for four years that the, with the re- reduction of preseason play, the fact that he didn't have a preseason one year at all, um, the, the amount of game time, I mean, the last time he had reasonable game time experience was when he was in college, you know, so it, it's going to take a little bit. Plus it's not like he got dropped into a good team. It's not like he's in Brock Purdy's position. He didn't get dropped into a good team. He got dropped into a team that got completely scrap heaped. And then here, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you the most inexperienced wide receiver tight end core in the history of the NFL who they can't, have they they're not going to make intuitively good decisions either they're going to make just as many stupid decisions as you are and uh let's figure it out oh and by the way your left tackle all pro potentially hall of famer if he stays healthy yeah you're not going to have him either and uh yeah so here we go let's have fun yeah you know yeah i mean it's he's in an impossible situation if he had Devonte adams on this team do, do you know how many mistakes Devonte adams solved for aaron Rodgers? How many times did Devontae Adams save Aaron Rodgers' butt yeah. on a regular well, basis by being in the right place at the right time and being just that good of a wide receiver? There is no one that can even turn the first page of Devontae Adams' book on this team right now. And Watson, who might have the talent, doesn't have the experience, can't stay healthy. Dobbs, Dobbs is playing above his pay grade. It's not even close. Like, he's, he's doing unbelievably well for being where he was drafted and who he is, you know, so good on him. You know, the tight end room, I, I mean, the, the worst play of the day was a tight end making a false start at the end of the game. Yeah. If DeGuara doesn't kick jump, a field goal, yeah. we're having a, we're having a completely different conversation today, you know, twice. And, 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 and then on top of it too, he's got a coach who's calling deep balls when, on, on that third last and play of the game, on the, on the last play, instead of going deep that far on throwing an interceptable ball, when you know your quarterback is under throwing the ball, why aren't you going for like 10 yards and setting up Anders Carlson for, I mean, I know he missed his first kick of the game. Let him redeem himself. You're in mile high with no wind. Let that guy unload from 70 for, mm-hmm. for Christ's sake. Just, just why not? Yeah. Why not? You're better off letting Anders line up and kick, try and kick a 70 yard field goal. Then, then try and huck it into the end zone with your current, with your current wide receiving staff, tight end group and running backs. Like just, just get, just get Anders within 70 and let him kick it. Cause he's got the distance. You know that, you know, he's, he, he might be wide left or right, but he's not going to be short. No. You know? So like, just, just let him have it. And I said, that's like my one wish for this year is that Anders Carlson does get to line up for a 70 yarder, which he should have yesterday at mile high stadium with no wind. But anyways, it's love is an impossible situation, you know, for all the young quarterbacks that come into the league. I mean, the only person that I would even come close to him is like someone like Herbert Haybear out in Los Angeles, but (laughs) he's got um, uh, the beard that just caught Keenan Allen. Yeah. Keenan Allen. I mean, he's got Keenan Allen. And he caught like 20 balls against the Vikings a couple weeks ago. You know, that dude's all pro borderline hall of fame. Dak Prescott, when he got to, when he got to, when he got to the Cowboys being a third, fourth round draft pick out of Southern miss, 
right? I mean, he had no, tools around him to. State. He what's that? Mississippi State. Mississippi State. I mean, he had prime Zeke to work with. He had yeah. Des Bryant. You know, he had things to work with. Jordan Love literally has nothing. The cupboard's bare. The fly is dying in the cupboard, as Eddie Izzard would say. You know, it's like it's not a it's not a good situation, and it's not a real good situation to judge his performance on. And yeah, mm-hmm. when his mistakes are made, they're amplified. You know, Rogers' mistakes, I mean, were minimal at best. And when he did make mistakes, Devontae Adams cleaned him up. So I'm done. Well, Sorry. not early on, because early on, Rogers was mad because, you know, they cleared out everything and gave him, you know, Jordy and Jennings <laughs> and James Jones. Driver. And yeah, Driver's Jones the only too. old guy who stayed with him. The rest of them, he's Jones, like, let's give him a bunch of new Driver, guys. Driver, Driver was your number four guy, and James Jones, who was not an all-world player, but led the league in touchdowns one year. All he yeah. did was catch touchdowns because that's he was always open. Yes. Yeah, but that's a good that's a group to put around him. And we were mad because like this is just a collection of nobodies. And actually, now it's got like two Packers Hall of Famers and James mm-hmm. Jones and I guess Greg Jennings is he in? I can't remember if he went in yet. Because then it would be three. I hope they. I hope they then keep it would him be just, three. Just, just for the hell of it. Yeah, it would be <laughs> three guy, Packer Hall of Famers he that, had then if that's what happened. John, okay. that guy can go to heck. <laughs> he is something. Yeah, um, shut up, shut up, Greg Jennings. Like, I mean, he he should be in the Packers Hall of Fame, but his mouth is keeping it out. So enjoy your time in the Vikings Museum of Football, which is I think is what they call it. Yes. <laughs> No, I'm dead serious. I think they have a like a museum of football. Oh, it's, it's, in Minnesota. Okay, yeah, they have a Ring of Honor, which you know you don't have to make the the NFL Hall of Fame or the Pro Football Hall of Fame to be in there. Packers yeah. Ring of Honor, you have to be in the pack the Pro Football Hall of Fame to be there. So yeah. <laughs> Do really is that true for the Ring of Honor Lambo? Yes, you. The, that is only Hall of Famers. The the Ring of Honor in there, all the names around the outside with the years. Every one of those players is a Green Bay Packer who's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, I suppose I suppose Jan is in the Hall of Fame. Isn't he, he is mostly probably for stuff with the Chiefs, though. Uh, uh, I met yeah, him. Right. I was there when he was inducted. Actually, that was the same year my great grandfather went in. So, I'm yeah. trying to. I'm trying to. God, you you are right. Okay, so yeah, I mean, there's. I mean, there's enough Packer Hall of Famers that, yeah. that like Pro Football Hall of Famers. I'm just like, yeah, I suppose like Mikowski the would never have be more. in there. Yeah, only yeah. The, only the Bears have more at this point so far. Uh, <laughs> And, I, and that's because the Bears got a lot during the uh, pre-Super Bowl era and then the 70s when they didn't win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, let's, let's yeah. So, hey, All right. you know, so, that, was brought, that was brought up when Dick Butkus died the other day. It was like how great those Bears teams were in the late 50s, the late 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. And they actually, they, they didn't do anything, though. Yeah. That's fine. They, they continue they, they not doing barely anything. Won, they, they barely won a Super Bowl in 85. Yeah. And now the Bears have finally found their quarterback, though. It's some kid from, <laughs> I forget the university even attended. <laughs> my, my God, did you see the interview Imagine. with his dad? No, his I dad didn't watch any of that, no. On the NFL, oh my God, go look at it, John. It's, okay. His dad was an arm rest, a 28-time arm wrestling champion. That makes me and so he happy. Arm wrestles, he arm wrestles Tom Pelissero. <laughs> he, he's got so much swag, dude. He's like, he's like, he comes out and he's like, yeah, my son was the best quarterback in in this last draft class who was undrafted by the way. And just like, yeah. And then he arm wrestles Tom Pelissero. The guy he's it's, it's hilarious. So that's funny. All right. Well, we'll say that the Packers next week get to have the Vikings at Lambeau. And I don't know what even think of this team anymore. Like I'm, I'm mostly this, this, the rest of the season for this Packers team, which, which upsets me. And this isn't just like a reset because preseason, I was like eight and nine, Seven and ten. That's kind of where this team should fall. They're young, but actually very talented. They have a lot of things going their way. They have one of the best offensive lines in football. And yes, they've had injuries, but every NFL team's had injuries because um, that's the nature of this game. The Vikings are currently playing the 49ers without Justin Jefferson and will not have him next week when the Packers play him. So there's all that. Um, yeah. But still, at the same point. But, but it, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say, but the thing is that the like you say, every team has their injuries. It's it's not all the only key veterans you have left. Like it's the Packers injuries are almost all just the key veterans and their most exciting player. Like two most exciting players for the most it's with Jones if you count him too. 
So like, it's just, it, it, it's, it's rough. Like when you have very little veteran leadership to lean on and they're all hurt, mm-hmm. you know, especially when, with Jair, like last minute, just before the game, like, he'll, he's not playing. And it's yeah. like, Stokes what do you got? What do you, what, 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 what do you got? And the Stokes who's finally back is now out again. You know, it's like, well, what do you got? You know, you got a bunch of, you got a bunch of just not high end players trying to make it work and they're doing their best. Like, but it's, it's just, yeah. And, and yeah, you're saying eight, nine, seven, and I can't do the math anymore because that's 16. It really bothers me. It's seven, 17. nine. Um, I mean, I, seven, ten, and yeah. we can go back to the podcast. Like I said, six wins, like that was my, that's, that's my median. That's my mean. Like if they, if they make six, cool. I mean, but I also said, I wouldn't be surprised if they only win four. I also said they're talented enough not to be a pile of garbage. Like some of the other teams, you know, the Packers never seriously bottomed out. I mean, like they just went and lost to a one in five team. So this is the biggest part that that gets it for me is that the Packers had a very serious chance of having a very good start to this year. They faced uh, going up through this next game here. So the first seven games of the season, they were going to play the bottom pass rush teams. Jordan Love was going to have all the time in the world to start his career. It was going to be the best possible advantage in that he has a good pass blocking team, um, and he was going to play bad pass rushing teams, teams that weren't going to be able to get to him very easily. And somehow it, it's still not doing much right now. Like this was the best part of the schedule up till the Vikings. It's going to get way harder because he's going to play the Rams, then he's going to play the Steelers, and then he's going to play a Bosa with the Chargers, and then you know. I guess you know, the Chiefs and the Giants and the the Lions again and all that, but that was this was the good part of the schedule. This is where they needed to make hay and start feeling good early, and then see where they were playing against some bad teams. The Falcons are not good. The Lions are good. The Lions are a good team, and that was going to be a tough one. The Saints was going to be a tough one, but we well, played are, them are without the Lions tomorrow. Good team, though? Pretty good. They got five wins. I mean, what? what I mean, what happened yesterday? Well. They had a, one stinker and then beat the crap out of a lot of other teams. This, I mean, there's a team that opened I mean, the season it's, beating it's the like, Chiefs. It's, it's, it's like Grant Bill said today. It's like like you're a bad team until you're not a bad team. That's the NFL too. It's, it's you are what your like record that. says, man. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, and I mean, the Bears also whomped the snot out of the the Raiders, who the Packers really struggled with. We I got mean, six like, or seven games here in turn, you know, depending on the team. And the Bears have been terrible and had one good game. And the Lions have been very good. They beat the Chiefs, and they they boat raced us. All right? And uh, then they had a bad game. They had a stinker against Baltimore, which was weird, because uh, Baltimore's not a world beater right now either. Yeah. Uh, I think that just something lined up badly for them in that game. But they've been good. They're, they're going to win the division. They're going to walk away with this division. Um, but this division's bad right now. The Bears are bad. We're bad. The Vikings are bad. And Vikings are three minutes away from taking out the 49ers. Yeah. See weird week. (laughs) I mean, but I mean, it's, it's like I said, with this team, like if we're having this conversation come Christmas time, then we're in trouble. If they start figuring some things out and the offense starts figuring, I mean, and not only that, but anybody who wants to say fire Joe Barry anymore, go away because the defense (laughs) has been anything but a problem. As a matter of fact, he's still he's still dumb. He's still terrible. He is still dumb, but I mean the defense is what's been keeping us in games. It's not the offense. Yeah, we just gave up nineteen to Russ Wilson. He that that is a true statement. However, I mean, like still under twenty. But uh, I mean, I mean, but that's the thing. Like, if we're still talking about this come Christmas time, and it's not like oh they kind of got stuff going on. They kind of got stuff going on because I mean. Honestly, it is still week seven of the first year of this, and the overreaction of seventy-five percent of the Packers fan base that are ready to just jump ship and go cheer for whatever other team, just to cheer for some other team, or calling for Clifford or anything else like that, who not only just just two months ago knew what we were getting into this year, like, and if you didn't know what we were getting into then you're a dumb fan and then you shouldn't be a Packers fan because Packers fans but, shouldn't be dumb fans. Right. But we didn't like, have to be this is the only thing. The, the only thing. Well, we the, didn't the have thing. to be, but we've been in, we've been in every game, John, every game's like 
except for the Lions game, every game's been a close game. Right. These are so, bad teams. We should be beating these teams, though. That's the thing is that that gets me. But I mean, we're not a good team either. We're not. The Packers are not a good team right now. But right now they're there's, playing. There, there's, there's nothing. There's nothing on the current roster that would lead you to believe that they should be a good team. There's no one on this roster right now outside of a couple players on defense that are even going to sniff the Pro Bowl. We've got or there, and 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 I mean, and and the and the only person who is an All Pro is currently injured. Well, Jenkins. Jenkins is an All Pro. No, well, sorry, yes. two people, Jenkins and um, um, Bakhtiari. Uh, middle, no, middle linebacker. Oh yeah, Campbell. I guess you're saying just on the Campbell, defense. Campbell. Campbell. Yeah. He he didn't make the Pro Bowl. So yeah, and Bak, it was okay. So three of them. Okay. Yeah. Either way, there two of them. Two out sixty-six percent are injured. Yeah. Like this is not a good team. It has a lot of young talent. There's a lot of potential energy on this team. Potential energy is not kinetic energy until it actually happens. If it actually happens, then it happens. But there's been a lot of things that have stopped this team from being able to be the best team they can be. And also, it's also hindered by a coach that isn't quite sure how to handle the situation right now because he was given good teams and was giving Super Bowl contending teams for the first couple of years and is now going back to what the plan was supposed to be in the first place. Like, it's, I don't know that that's not even good, fair, though, to say I, that. I, this, this, this team is no better than the Raiders. The idea that this was, like, yanked out from it. He's been part of this plan. This was He was on board and in this group and in the room for all of this. And for these last four weeks, he has not prepared this team to start a game. They can only play in second halves. How do they only play in second halves? It seems like they don't scout until they're on the field with the team. That, that I mean, like the fact that there's such a sudden change means that you did not plan how to start a game with a young team. And it's not that this team isn't, I mean, you can't say like just because they don't have guys who have already made Pro Bowls with a young team. This team has a ton of talented players who we've seen do a lot of things. They have a very good offensive line and a lot of fast wide receivers, which is just kind of, I mean, what does Kansas City have at wide receiver? They've got Sky Moore and a guy who we let go, and that's as good as it gets for Kansas City right now, and they are not hurting. And our offensive line's better than theirs. Mm-hmm. We don't need him to be Mahomes. Uh, like, that's not what we need. Love just needs to be just kind of a guy who could do more checkdowns. And some of this is going to be play calling and preparation and not love. But there, there's the, there's a non-zero part of it that is LaFleur and, and what he's doing to get this team ready to go. And you cannot waste an entire half of football in the NFL. You just can't. It, that is what's killing this team at this point. Like, they beat the Saints. They scored all their points in the second half. Uh, they lost the Lions. They scored three points in that first half. They have not scored a first half. They, they, they only got three points in the last four first halves they've played. That's a trend, and it's not a mistake. There's something causing it. I, it's, as, yeah. And as you were just saying that right now, I think I actually had an epiphany, and I'll, I'll take right. that. I, I I'll take the, I'll, I'll put that on the coaches. I'm just, I'm 100% as, as an NCO in the military, I am mm-hmm. 100% defending the players right now. Like it's not any one player. Jordan, and it's not any one coach. It's, it's, it's that it's not Jordan love, you know, like in his equivalent mm-hmm. in the military, I guess would be more of a XO or a captain or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that's where he's at. But like, um, no, I'm, I'm just more, I'm trying to defend the players because it's, it's, it's not their fault. Like they, it's, it's a, it's a bad situation. And I, you know, and I guess, you know, yeah, the preparation by LeFleur is not optimal and, you know, I'm trying to give him a break because of what he went through with the end of the Rogers era. And I mean, <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I mean, and, and, you know, and McCarthy only had to do one year of Favre and then it was done. And then it was on to Rogers, you know? So it's like, it's so weird. It's like he had to deal with that. And then, you know, Hollywood showtime Packers. And then now it's, you know, this team. And it's like, I don't know. I like, I, I can only imagine what it's, Yeah, I, it would be hard to be, it, it'd be very hard to be in his shoes. Like I can't think of another coach in NFL history that has ever had to deal with that, you know? So, I mean, I mean, even, even Walsh left and uh, Seifert only had to deal with Montana for what, like one year. And then he was on to young. 
It was a you know, couple because they won a Super Bowl right away the first year. So, yeah. Did Seifert, oh, that's right. Walsh only won the first three with him. So, okay, I guess maybe that's kind of apples to apples. But otherwise, who else has ever had a, walked into a Super Bowl contending team that didn't pan out? And, you know, everything yeah. gets questioned about you. And then now this overhauled team and you're supposed to do something with it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I, maybe he, he has he lost his vision. I don't know. It's like I said, he said in the press conference, maybe he's losing. He honestly said almost verbatim, maybe I'm losing my mind. I think this is one thing that I, I think is kind of interesting that that we were talking about with some other groups here of, of writers I've, I've been working with. Um, the thing, looking at McVay handling last year with the Rams that he literally almost just walked away from football. I'm mm-hmm. not sure this McVay tree of people is built to withstand the hard times. So like, I think Mike McDaniels is. Is McDaniels part of the McVay? I just think of him as. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm, yeah, th- I'm thinking I'm sorry of someone else. Yeah, Mike McDaniel from the Dolphins. Maybe. Yeah, because he, he looked because he's kind of lost because he's crazy because he's crazy. <laughs> well, that's why they didn't he's make the playoffs last year he, too. He, he's he's a different he's a different kind of person altogether. We'll like yeah. he was he's gonna be he's gonna be that buddy of yours so that you're just like oh oh wow look but Mike as they, made something out of it. <laughs> as they kind of fell apart last year though uh, it became less and less funny and more of like I mean does I mean, he K-O, know KOC's having a hell of a time in Minnesota, man. Like, they might pull out this win tonight against the 49ers, but this season has not been great. No. And last season, I don't last think he's season that all, Last season for the Vikings was completely predicated on luck, and then it, not not Andrew Luck, not Captain no. Andrew Luck. Did you see him show up <laughs> at the end of that? Did I did, yes. And, that was fabulous. Oh, my God, it's so awesome. But, so yeah, good. no, their whole season last year was predicated on luck, which which ended with them getting smoked by the Giants at home. You know, like, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm maybe, maybe you're onto something that you either on something or onto something, John. (laughs) We'll get there. All right. I mean, but McVeigh, McVeigh did have enough, you know, he did get, he'd lost. He was the first NFL team to not score a touchdown in the Super Bowl, but yet they, he came back around and won one. Yeah. And they stayed winning in between just, yeah, it's when he got to last year and they were actually bad. You know, like mm-hmm. because they went all in and it worked and everybody loves that it worked because everyone forgets every team that went all in and didn't work. They don't think about any of those teams because uh, everybody wants you to go all in all the time because when they've watched a team do it and win, they're like, see, we should do that. Like, OK, well, well, in, in, until until recent times, too. I just love the one where, well, here's what the winning teams do. And it's like, shut up. The only winning team in the last twenty years is the Patriots. So basically, that's well, they're the if winning. If you're only team. going with oh, championships, oh no, no, no. I mean, yeah. but yeah, like if you want to win games and win championships, it's always like they were in how many Super Bowls and they won won six. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, it's like here's here's what the winning teams do. Oh, you mean Seattle who won one? You mean the Seattle juggernaut that was gonna be the next dynasty and win five Super Bowls? They won one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're and, the, and now the, and Packers. now it's gone. Yeah, they're the ninety now, yeah. now, now Gino now Gino Smith is their quarterback, and he's doing a great job, mm-hmm. great renaissance in his career, you know. Or here's what the 49ers do: they still haven't won anything. All right, all right. Last we do have check, to. We do have to kind of keep moving along here a little bit. So yeah, let's talk let's about John. Nah, no, well, first let's say the Badgers also gave us the other part of our heart attack this weekend. But at the end of it, we felt very good about this one because they had Locke actually found some ways, Braden Locke, which they kept getting Braden Locke and Braylon Allen slightly mixed up on the radio, which was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, they, he found some ways to get things done. They came out very slow. Uh, it got to 21. I mean, they, they made it 14-7 at halftime. Uh, big touchdown there to get them. Uh, the the Braylon Allen four yard run after a couple of nice throws to get them into the end zone, uh, thirty one seconds left in the half just to at least make it a game. Uh, Illinois came out, scored a touchdown right away with uh, Fagan, their uh, the freshman running back, and they made it twenty one to seven, and then the Badgers score eighteen points in the fourth quarter and win twenty five twenty one. It was. You know they get the Vakos with the uh, field goal. Uh, I think he had a missed one too, but he's he's been so good all year. Uh, best kicker in the country. Uh, Will Pauling had an amazing uh, twenty yard reception. Jumped up and just took the ball away from the safety. Just grown man play. 
Uh, it was it was fantastic. The ball was not particularly well. Th- it was a lot like a little, I guess, a little different in that than what we were talking about with the uh, Jordan Love throw, except for both of them were kind of thrown inside back to the defender. But this one, Pauling goes up and just pulls it away, and uh, not even simultaneous. He just took it away. Uh, and then a couple nice throws again, and they get themselves back down to field goal range. And, we're, I mean, at that point, you're sitting there because they had the time. They're like, yeah, don't don't kick a field goal. Go right in. Beautiful pass. Dropped in the basket to Skylar Bell, who had had a rough day he has been disappointing this year for a guy who has a ton of talents and looked really good last year a lot of drops this year and that's been a hard part of this game to try to deal with but uh 240 yards passing 21 of 41 for two touchdowns for uh Braden Locke in his very first collegiate start uh so that 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 gives me some hope they've got enough talent at this wide receiver core that should be able to do more in this passing game and they, they were able to put some things together. And, of course, the thing is, is that now don't expect this to keep rolling because next week Ohio State is coming into Camp Randall, and the Badgers right. aren't going to win that. They're not going to win that. They're I, not that team right now. My my God, like when you were just – just before you said the thing about OSU, I was like, boy, it sounds like we're talking about the Packers. Yeah. So, But, yeah, no, this is the uh, worst part. It's like don't get too high because, yes, that was a nice win. We're not going to be Ohio State. The only thing I'll say is Ohio State is one of the worst number three overall teams I've seen. Uh, their quarterback is not it. This is the worst I've... Ohio State offense I've seen. Kyle McCord <laughs> is not a dude. He's not a guy. He is not him. And he's got this amazing receiving core, right? Like Marvin he's got, Harrison. He's got Marvin, Marvin Harrison Jr., who might be the next Jerry or the next Marvin Harrison. Um, yeah, weird, amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, no, he's an amazing. If, they, if there if there is an OSU team that the Badgers are going to beat with this current squad, um, this is it. Yeah, the Ohio <laughs> State defense. Right, I'd, is rather, very I'd good. rather I'd rather run up against them than Michigan. Michigan's a machine, man. That so, is true. Yes, it, this is the most um, beatable Ohio State team in a couple of years for us, and we're, oh, we're not mean, in the spot like, to get them. And, and the full expectation is that the Badgers will lose probably forty-two to fifteen or whatever. But, I mean, if the Badgers were to win, would I be completely surprised? No, not really. I mean, I'd, I'd be, be shocked. Yeah, I'd, <laughs> I'd be shocked if they did. But it would be at the same time, it's like, well, I mean, it's not the best. Oh, I mean, if they win, you'll be able to hear I mean, me in Janesville. I'll tell you. <laughs> if they win, you'll there, be able to hear there, me in Janesville. <laughs> there, were, there were prime Barry Alvarez Wisconsin teams that could have won national championships that lost to OSU teams that were better than them. This is not that team. Like this is like those Barry Alvarez teams back in the nineties, despite the years and how better talent has gotten would have run over this OSU team. But I mean, this year, yeah, it's like, yeah, whatever. Um, What I was going to say though. So you were talking about how they were getting the Braylons mixed up. So in those years, I uh, called superior high school football up North. (laughs) Um, They play by play. When everyone's named Peterson, Anderson, or Olson, it's right. it's it's hard, dude. It, is it really wild. is. You, you just you just you, you you give the number. You you actually just read the whole roster at the beginning of the game, and then you just call numbers, and hope to hope to God that grandma at home who couldn't make the game just knows what number her kids were. <laughs> so that's it. Number twenty three. And, and plus, you know, they they recycle. They don't have the names on the back of the jerseys in high school. So good luck. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, nobody can afford to do that. You'd make the kids pay, play for it or whatever like that. Yeah, it's just no, it's no good. Yeah. Um, I'll say this too: Locke actually should have had better numbers. He had several drops on very good throws that just went through guys' hands, uh, especially early on. He did have the fumble too, which led to the early Illinois touchdown that gave them the the lead to start the game off. But uh, he looked good. He looked like a, a decent quarterback. I still don't understand how he's out there instead of Miles Burkett, but I don't know. Uh, Fickle's been there in that room. He, he's uh, I, I have to trust him at this point. Um, and is he looked Burkett, good. Bur- 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 Burkett's not redshirt, right? I'm, I'm... Uh, he he's a redshirt freshman. He played a couple games last year, but you can play four and still keep your redshirt. Is the the rule now? So. so, so... So well, I mean that's why right there yep. they're keeping that red shirt on him. So 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this season, this, this season, I mean, the Badger season, we, we talked about this before the season even started. It's like this Badger season is much like the Packer season. It's like, we don't know what they are, but we don't know what they are and just let them figure it out. Like, let's not get over the top about anything about this. Fickle's going to be great. Fickle's been great everywhere. And the fact that people are questioning Fickle right now about where this team is at, this is year one, not his players trying to turn over this team. Like, I, you know, they're supposed to be an air raid offense, which they're not, an air raid not really because their talent is still Braylon Allen's the best player in your team. You find a way to get him the ball. I mean, he had a, right. And, and you 19... have to do well. You have to do well by Braylon Allen because he decided mm-hmm. to stick around. Yeah. So you got to get that guy his touches so he can get drafted into the NFL and make himself money. You yeah. can't screw that guy over. He's the biggest name on the team. You got to be good to him, right? So you can't completely convert. And but, but he doesn't have what he wants on the team yet. Fickle needs three years. I mean, Saban needed Saban needed almost four years to turn around Alabama when he got there. For yeah. Christ's sakes, like it's yeah. not it's not an overnight. Chris Peterson, who's one of the best coaches in college not in current in, in the last 20 years yeah he was recent history hit guy yeah i mean he never he never won a national championship but he was one of the best he went he won in places that people didn't win in and mm-hmm. brought championships back to washington like he needed you need time mm-hmm. to make these things work like, are we gonna win a national championship with fickle i don't know but it'd be nice like to be back to like 10 and 1 mm-hmm. in a rose bowl period you know, or make it into the playoffs, which the Badgers haven't yet, you know, yeah. so. So close, but yeah. But. I'm vitriolic point, tonight, John. Yeah. I got vitriolic real quick. It's got to get past Ohio State at this point, and then the last four games are very winnable. Very just winnable cover, games. Just cover, just cover against OSU, please. <laughs> that would be fun. Just cover. Just, just fine. Yeah, let's, let's just keep it going and, and move on to next year as we go. And I know you yeah. are itching for this last bit of major news here, Aaron. Did you mentioned Giannis? Did something happen with with Giannis onto the Well, yeah, a friend of the show Pete texted me. That's why I put it in the at the beginning of the show. <laughs> I mean, for Christ's sakes! I mean, let's let's talk about the best show that's in town in Wisconsin. Three year uh, max Gian- extension. Three year max extension for one hundred eighty six million dollars. And then if you actually go and read into it, like. The reason why he did it this way, this will lead into a uh, one-year extension that he can do uh, into a four-year extension that will make him the most amount of money because Giannis, besides being a great basketball player, is a great money mind as well. Um, mm-hmm. I think he has all of his assets as an NBA player uh, divided between 52 banks or something like that. Yeah, he Street doesn't rep- put. he makes sure it's under the FDIC number. Right, uh, a street rat, uh, street rat mentality. Uh, so so good. I mean, and I, I said that in the nicest way possible because I mean, he was. That's how he grew up. It, there's a reason why he's not married to the woman that he has children with. You know, so all this is because he's very smart. He's very and he's Wait. not trusting. Was, <laughs> so, I'm, but, I'm not sure where I like where you're going with that one. But <laughs> that's no, the but reason no, he's not no, married. <laughs> no, but I mean, but that's, that's the thing. He doesn't, he doesn't want people to, he doesn't want people to get his money. So, but at the same time, you know, it's like, so I say that, but yeah, you know, he, he did sign a three-year extension, but the whole, the whole way it works out is that he does not plan on leaving Milwaukee at any time soon. And especially, no. and I think that, you know, and, and it, you know, it, it's, it's a weird thing because when you're at your job, there's certain things that you do to posture yourself for things you want. Right. Mm-hmm. And these people are doing the exact same thing, except at a higher level with many more dollars at stake, but it's, it's no different. And so this year when Gianna said, you know, Hey, I want to hang some more banners here. Yeah. Give me what I want. And the team um, showed exactly what they needed to do to get, you know, the, the, what he needed from this team what he needed to go out and win. And I, I tell you, I'm so excited to see Dame Lillard out there. They got Dame Lillard. They went and got Dame Lillard. And the best thing about it is that it craps all over the Miami heat and all the NBA and New York city and NBA central, because there, there was, there was ish, there was things on Twitter today before that extension came out that Miami is watching the current situation in Milwaukee 
about Giannis because for some reason everyone thinks that Giannis is going to go to Miami, even though someone I, I wish I had the poster. He's like, if you if you just look at what Giannis has said, like just look at his quotes. He doesn't want to go to L.A. or Miami because they're too flashy. Yeah, like yeah. he he is he has literally said what he wants to do. If you just look at his quotes, like he has no intention of leaving Milwaukee as long as Milwaukee supports what he wants to do. And which is win in the NBA. It, yeah. And in the NBA, you can do that. Like you really can. Like this is the place you can do that. They brought in Dame. I mean, that's, I mean, Brooke Lopez plays here for Christ's sakes. <laughs> Brooke Lopez would not have played here 10 years ago. He would have went, pass, thank you. You know, mm-hmm. currently the, the Bucks have. The leading scorers of three organizations on their team. Giannis is the all-time leading scorer of the Bucks. Dame is the all-time leading scorer of the Trailblazers. Trailblazers. And and Brooke is the all-time leading scorer of the Brooklyn Nets. Still, and since KD left, that will continue to be that way. <laughs> like, like, and that's what they're bringing in. And they're gonna, and you know, they're gonna pull in some. They're they're gonna pull in a um a, a, a some. Pete would help me out right here. But, uh, some other just some, veteran some, guy that'll come some, in some veteran some vet, some veteran guy that can that can fill a 10 minute span yeah you know a pj tucker you know god i wish we could get pj back that would be you great. know it's like i mean th- this team is set it's set for the future that that downtown area is built it's it's mm-hmm. it, it's ready to go mm-hmm. Jonas is in his window right now he's got about a five-year window right now and let let's let let's ride. Let you know not to yeah. take it. <laughs> let's not say that that didn't work for Russell Wilson. Let let's go. You know the Bucks are opening up right now. They are a five and a half point favorite Thursday night against the Seventy Sixers, the hated Seventy Sixers. I look for the Bucks to open up big at home. I think that they're going to cover that because I think they're going to want to show off everything, and everybody's mostly healthy. Um, still looking at Cameron Payne and Bobby Portis in terms of uh, make sure they're good to go on this one. Seventy Sixers I mean, are going to have Harden I mean, coming out too. Yeah, yeah. Campaign is on this team. Yeah, right. And <laughs> and and uh, 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 Beasley is on this team. Yeah, the, yeah. Beasley was team. a twenty point scorer for the Timberwolves. Yeah, that's our like backup backup guard. Yeah, I mean this this team is set. It's really it's like set it right now. Just do that parlay. The Rangers win the wait. Let's score the Rangers game right now. <laughs> that. They were up yeah. eight two. The parlay: Rangers, Dolphins, Bucks. They're gonna win them. That, that those are gonna be your champions this year. All right, you'll get better odds now since the Dolphins got beat up yesterday. All right, um, a that, bit. yeah, a little bit. But uh, either way. Uh, that's all that we have for all of the the major pro sports and and Badger football. Uh, we're going to wrap up the remaining things that we wanted to talk about in the segment of our show that we lovingly call Our Last Call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. All right, starting off last call, we mentioned it up at the top. Wisconsin Volleyball does fall for the first time this year. 18-0 was the best start in program history. They go into Lincoln. They were up two sets to one. In the fourth set, they they were up by two. I'm trying to remember exactly the thing, but like they were up by two. All they had to do was basically just keep you know winning the other side's serve. If you could just get the setup and get the kill uh, when they were serving every time, you'd have won. Uh, but Nebraska put in a good good run and finished out the fourth set and took that one. And then, uh, then they won the the fourth, and it was eleven all, like it got to eleven all, and the Badgers were up big there early on. Wisconsin killed defensively, eighteen blocks to seven, but Nebraska had three very big aces at key points in time that really changed the the way this went. Uh, Nebraska also did way better in digs. They didn't block the ball as well, but they did get those digs in. Just yeah, uh, fantastic game to watch back and forth. It was it was it was amazing. Um, Seventeen kills by Sarah Franklin. She was amazing throughout. Uh, Temi Thomas Alera uh, was also great up there. Uh, Carter Booth and Cece Crawford had some amazing blocks in this game. Each of them 
uh, with nine blocks. Uh, Izzy Ashburn, 25 assists and uh, did very well in the serving to help with the team. She's a fantastic server, but just not enough in this one. They So they lose the first set, 25-22. They win the next two, 25-17, 25-20. And they were up way bigger than that. Like, Nebraska put on runs to make it 25-17 and 25-20 because it was – Wisconsin had, like, four straight match points in that, that right. third game. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be the fan I'm not, but uh, was this home or away that they lost? This was in Lincoln. Nebraska? Yeah, this was in Lincoln. Okay, I mean, if that, there's a team we're going to lose to, I mean, Nebraska's volleyball royalty. Like, Yes. Yeah. I mean, this is not a, this is not a hang-your-head kind of loss either. Yeah, they're the Yankees of volleyball. They they are they right. are the most championships the most all Americans everything this is this is the the top of the top and 100%. this was one versus two the there are only three undefeated teams left coming into this and then these are two of them the other one was Citadel who's twenty two and zero the Citadel Bulldogs and they don't they don't care they're, no they're not ranked so. <laughs> that, that, team is... that that that's a bunch of that's a bad bunch of bad future officers right there uh, yeah that, that's true um, yeah you you know it's true. But yeah, no, I mean, I mean, Nebraska, I mean, like Nebraska, yeah, I mean, Wisconsin. If if you're gonna if you're gonna lose to a team as the number one, I mean, are they even gonna fall out of number one? Probably not. Yes, They'll Wisconsin is one. now number two. Nebraska takes one oh. as they should. They're they're undefeated well, and just beat the last okay. one. So yeah. Um, so yeah. well, that and, and that's fine, and it and and the world is it, it, it is it should be. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. They'll be okay as they come through, and they'll just be fine there. Um, we haven't talked about Marquette volleyball in a little bit here. They've been on a good tear through the uh, the Big East. Uh, most recently, they beat Xavier three to nothing. They beat Butler three to nothing. They beat Saint John. Oh, I'm sorry. They lost to Saint John's actually in Queens uh, two to three. Uh, they beat Seton Hall 3-1. They beat number 15 Creighton 3-0. So they've, they've found a way to put themselves back into kind of a, a, a reputable spot where they're going to be a, a team to face in the, the Big East who's going to do all right. Like I said, they beat number – well, Creighton drops from 15 to 17. Uh, Marquette still not, not finding their way back up into the rankings at this point, but – uh, they're just outside. They are in their others receiving votes. So right now in volleyball, UC Santa Barbara is 25. Minnesota's the next highest team, then UCF, then Marquette. So ostensibly they're 28th in the country, just behind Minnesota. Uh, Wisconsin will now go play, uh, They're gonna, uh, sorry, Michigan State, then Minnesota, uh, while Marquette is going to be looking to go ahead and play against on the 27th, they'll have Providence, the Friars, and then UConn on Saturday. Uh, in cross-country, we didn't have much else going on. I'm trying to see where they were. They had their cross-country meets going on this week. Uh, I think they're mostly just kind of talking about the, the things that are coming up for this team going forward. Uh, but you know, looking for a chance to get another Big Ten championship is the next thing that they got. Um so that was the, the, coming up on the 27th here. So this weekend, Big Ten Championships, they will, again, like we th- said last week, be in Madison this week if you have a chance to go see that. In women's hockey, women's re- team remains undefeated. They play Bemidji State. Uh, they win the first game 4 nothing uh, over Bemidji. Uh, trying to see if they played in Bemidji here. Uh, Casey O'Brien, Katie Ketlowski, Britta Curl, and Casey Hall get the goals. Uh, Casey Hall's coming on the power play. After that, then they played Bemidji again. They went 8 nothing this time to get to Wisconsin to 8-0, 4-0 in conference. Bemidji drops to 0-7-1 overall. Uh, in the second game, Britta Curl uh, gets a goal. Maddie Wheeler gets two. Kirsten Sims has two. Casey Hall gets adds another one, and Kelly Gorbatenko. That's a fun name. I've not we've not talked about her before. We've heard some of these other names for a couple of years, especially Britta Curl and Maddie Wheeler. But uh, that's that's where they are. The other fun story because Wisconsin remains undefeated, number one ranked, receiving all twenty first place votes in the women's poll, but the men's team now jumps into the top twenty for the first time in a little while now. 
Uh, so that that is an incredibly exciting thing for for those of us who are, you know, Badger men's hockey and women's hockey fans. The University of Wisconsin men's team is now the 14th ranked team in the country, five and one after sweeping the previously 17th ranked uh, Michigan Tech. Uh, they are the Huskies. They now fall all the way out of 17, out of the top 20, and they're down in the others receiving votes at this point. Uh, but getting getting uh, back-to-back wins up up there in DUP uh, in Houghton against uh, Michigan Tech Huskies, that that's a big deal. They get the first one. They win four to two. Um, it was two. To two it was well zero zero at the end of one, two two at the end of two, and then they get two late goals. Uh, from Daniel Lotch and Cruz Lucius, uh, one of our favorites here, uh, getting the goals to give them the win and then uh, padding that win a little bit there. Uh, other goals are from William Whitelaw and David Sly. Uh, in the second game, they actually jumped out pretty big right away. They they gave up the first goal, but then scored the next four, got up 4-1, and then got a late one empty net by um, Mike Varalecki to uh to make it a 5-2 game uh getting goals again Matthew de Saint-Fal name we've heard before Joe Palladichuk uh Carson Bantle and Sawyer Skull getting the other goals for Wisconsin in this one so Wisconsin jumping all Ooh. the way up Sawyer Skull yeah oh uh, that might take, that might be my new favorite name S C H O L L Skull so yeah uh other than Sawyer that skull. yeah it. That's a good name. Uh, D1, D3 football. We just want to make sure we get this. Big one this week was Oshkosh and lacrosse. Uh, playing in lacrosse, lacrosse gets a 31-28 win. River Falls takes out all their anger this week after losing to Whitewater. They went 75-14 to in Stevens Point to the Pointers. Uh, Platteville beats Eau Claire 47-14, and Whitewater holds on at home 37-20 to over Stout. This week, lacrosse will get Eau Claire at home. Whitewater will welcome in Platteville. River Falls will travel to Menominee to play UW Stout. And UWSP will travel to Oshkosh to face the Titans. Uh, in That's current... a story got me just figuring out how you score 75 points in a game. <laughs> right. It's a pretty intense little setup there. But uh, do, you miss, do you miss two field goals or two extra points? That'd be the easiest way. Uh, in terms of D3 football current rankings, Whitewater now number six over lacrosse who's number seven or number eight nationally even though you know lacrosse beat whitewater because that's how this works and you know hasn't lost since then uh river falls down at 10 after you know whitewater beat them so that's i guess they get the jump because they beat river falls um we'll get to see the lacrosse river falls game in a couple weeks here Uh, it's because all the coaches outside of wisconsin don't realize that they're different teams yeah Platteville now in the others receiving vote points. So is Oshkosh after their loss to Lacrosse. They had been ranked top twenty-five. Fall all the way down. Uh, they're kind of down there, getting one more point than Gustavus Adolphus of Minnesota, the Golden Gusties. <laughs> so there we go. That is kind of what we have this week. Aaron, did you have anything else you want to add? You know, like Michigan spying or. Uh, any other fun stories? <laughs> the, the Michigan spying story. Oh my God. That's yeah. Anyway, little Harbaugh. My God. Uh, between Michigan and Michigan state. Let's talk about, Oh all yeah. The, Michigan uh, state putting Michigan. Hitler on the jumbotron. Fabulous. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was, uh, I, I put something on uh, Twitter X about that, about like <laughs> the PR department is so used to all the other horrible things they have to deal with. And then all of a sudden like, Oh, Hitler. Okay. Now we have to deal with that. We have to, who had that on the bingo card? About, the Hitler on the Hitler on the big screen, um, you know, uh, but no, uh, the, the only thing I was going to say to you, John, was that uh, um, go look, I, I sent it to you on Twitter um, and it, 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 uh video. You have to go look at it uh, okay. about the greatness of Ichiro and uh, go Rangers. Uh, good job on beating the Houston Astros. So All right. they're my, they're, they're my team now that the Brewers are out. The, the Rangers have never won a world series. Correct. We looked so, that up at one yeah. point this year. Yeah. Again, we're gonna. I'm gonna live vicariously through the Rangers, who will be in the World Series now this year. So, fabulous. Rangers. All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us. Whether you're in Wisconsin or around the U.S. or across the globe, uh, we definitely appreciate having you with us every week at this uh, 
this podcast as we get to go through all of Wisconsin's wonderful sports. Uh, remember to follow us either on X Twitter or on Blue Sky or Mastodon or wherever you, I guess, use your social media. Uh, and remember, of course, that whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.